stupid spoiler. Please be advised. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Hey everybody, welcome to, we're back to a spoiler app. Number 21, 21. because you guys demanded it. You guys demanded it. Many of you emailed and said you gotta do a Gone Girl spoiler app, and um, this is the one. So after the first 19 tweets and emails, we're like, I don't think people really want it. And then when we hit 38, we're like, all right, (laughs) we'll do it. Well, the other thing too, and we were just talking about this with our guests, we'll introduce in a second. The reason we have to do this spoiler app is you can't talk to anyone about this movie if you say anything, you blow it. Like, you blow this thing. So we, we have to do this. So this is our spoiler up, you guys. Shazam. Um, <laughs> buckle up, motherfuckers. I'm <laughs> ready. I want to talk about uh, this movie. So I know. I'm, I'm, I've been thinking a lot about it. So we'll, we'll get into it. Um, well, let's uh, introduce our guests. Absolutely. This is the first time they've been on the program. Yes. And I actually tweeted um, after somebody asked, hey, you guys going to do a spoiler up? And we went, I, I tweeted back, sure. How about um, we do one with uh, Super Ego? And then the response was, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, two of the Super Ego team, it's, uh, I forgot to ask you guys how you like being introduced. Just Super Ego or do you do? Mr. Super, Matt, Captain Ego. <laughs> Matt, oh. Mark, it was super, yeah, super... Oh. Uh, it's yeah, the, the best part of Super Ego. Yeah, How the better you? half for sure. For sure. <laughs> no doubt about it. Yeah. In fact, those other guys aren't even in their group anymore. Yeah, so as how, of tonight. Yeah. So how many guys are in the group? Like, walk us through four. It's it's myself, Matt Gorley, Mark McConville. That's me. Jeremy Carter and Paul F. Tompkins. Those are, we are the official four. Though our former member Jeff Crocker was was once a member and he remains a good friend and we have a musical guy that works with us a lot named James Blade and he's fantastic. We call him Jimmy Blades. Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy Blades. Blades. Nice. And they're just kind of, you know, either members emeritus or peripheral members, but the main mm-hmm. four. Now you guys were just in LA Podcast Festival. It's the second time you guys have done it, which was great. Thanks for doing the festival. It was so fun. It was one of the best live shows we've had in a long time. Oh, that's time. awesome. Yeah, yeah and it was, was great. It was really like pleasantly overwhelming to get there to set up and have a line already like there were people waiting for yeah, yeah, yeah. protesting the fact that we were doing the show. <laughs> <laughs> so anyone who doesn't know what your show is, tell us what it explain what your show is. Well, it's a sketch comedy audio podcast, but we improvise it all. We just we don't write nearly anything. Yeah. And we improvise. Because you, so you're lazy. That's right. That's, we're <laughs> yeah. not good improvisers. We're just lazy. <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll improvise raw audio for maybe 20 minutes, and then Matt edits the best parts out. <laughs> <laughs> Saves them. Yeah. Think, it's a good thing I edit. Wait, you, be, you, you edit, edit Well, either way, you're editing out the bad and throwing it away, or you're editing out the good and keeping it. You're saying edits the best part out. Implies that's that not I, what I meant. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like he's I like, I, I want to make this podcast horrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, he takes the best, yeah, funniest, nicest, coolest moments, <laughs> and then that's what makes the final show. And then we, we produce it with sound effects and I'll kind of try to make it a theater of the mind. I heard so. the uh, first episode of the new season is fantastic. Oh, thank it was you. Really funny. Thanks very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then typically you n- just do this in a studio, you don't do that many live episodes or. 
we used to have a regular live show at UCB, and then we just got so busy that we started just kind of doing them for festivals or traveling shows mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So we probably end up averaging once a month or so. Oh, that's but, cool. Yeah. yeah, we're at least you know we're trying to keep the ball rolling. Yeah, but but not burn ourselves out. You know, keep mm. it, keeping it. It's that delicate light. balance. Yeah, <laughs> always leave them wanting more. That's right, in including ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> leave yourself wanting more. That's my theory. That's a great. That's a great. That's theory. A, I allow myself to keep low ambitions <laughs> and keep the bar low. <laughs> always leave myself wanting more. <laughs> Good old Gorley. More accurate than you know. God, do you you just one big self cock tease? Is yeah. that kind of what you do? I find uh, resolution to be wholly unsatisfying. Life is a chase. <laughs> Goddamn, make a book with that title. I find resolution to be wholly unsatisfying. That is amazing. Part two. Yeah. You can make several books. Tell me when we're like ten minutes from wrapping this up because I'm going to leave. Yeah. Okay. And, and I want to know how it ends. Yeah, my <laughs> final thought: you just get up, walk out, <laughs> no um, words. All right, well let's um let's get into Gone Girl. Absolutely. So for anyone listening who just tuned in, mistake by the first time, we are going to go into everything about this. We are going to give away. We'll probably start with the we're ending. Fucking hell yeah, we're starting with the ending. So if you have not seen Gone Girl and like, don't ruin it for me. You downloaded the worst podcast for that. So, so I haven't seen it. So Matt's, Matt's leaving. He's, we're four minutes in, five minutes in. What a lunatic. Um, so yeah, anyone listening, we're going to get into it. Okay. Do yourself a favor and leave. It's so good. Go yeah. see the movie. Yeah, go, the go movie. right yeah. now to, to yeah. the Cineplex. Pause, go to the Cineplex, yeah. and then unpause. Okay. Unless this is a VCR, because then you could hurt your tracking. Yeah. So yeah. Don't. It's like, stop I'm sure it, don't many pause. of you have downloaded this onto a VHS tape. I'm sure that's the current technology. <laughs> no, or uh, turn it to a different CB radio channel yeah. as we are. <laughs> is that how you edit Super Ego yeah. on VHS? Yeah, well, we, <laughs> we edit in camera where I just play, pause, play, pause. And then you guys, I, do you know what you're doing? No. No. Um, you no. Ever, you know what no. Just, no. <laughs> that's so great. Um, all right. So who wants to go first with the ending? Well, can I say something? That my girlfriend read this book close to when it came out, I don't know, maybe a year or so ago. And we were on vacation. It was summer. It was like the perfect summer read, right? Everything you hear about this right. book is it's a great airport read. And she loved it. And we went to dinner, and she said, I'm going to take this whole dinner to tell you this entire story. And it's just like, I want, I'm dying to tell someone you don't care about this book. She, she didn't ask me. She, no, just, she, like, <laughs> she just like, made that assumption, which may have been true, but I, I don't know if they had announced that it was a movie yet. So right. in retrospect, I wished I wouldn't have known those things. I didn't remember everything, but I certainly remembered like the tool shed full of electronics and that she wasn't dead. Right. And so I bet that affected so the main parts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't remember how it ended, but I, I remember being very well, excited. That's what I want to know. It, Cause I haven't read the book. I want to know how different the ending was from the film to the, to the book. So I, please I text your girlfriend. Okay. Right now. <laughs> I did look online after and it's not very different. What they are the differences? Say, uh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, there's subtle differences. The whole main idea is the Does same. Does she kill that guy to fake her escape I think in so. the book? I think so. I could be wrong. Wow. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. All right, because that's I. That's to me. Who? Which one of us is going to go? It's like we're doing a Ouija board and we're <laughs> to point in someone's direction. I think you guys should start because you all loved it, and I'm going to be the dissenting oh, voice. Oh, interesting. 
Okay, well, I'll start with this. I really like this film. Her slitting the guy's throat. Doogie, no less. Doogie Hauser's throat. Um, that's a li- that's where I was like, I don't know that this character would do this. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, we'll start. If we're going to start there, that's one of the main <laughs> problems I had with the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, for me, first of all, I-, I said it before on the regular show. I'm going to start now because yeah, I got to get this off my chest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I can definitely differentiate between a movie that's well crafted, well put together, but I just didn't like it. Yeah. It didn't resonate. It's not like watching Transformers. This is a piece of shit. Right. But now this movie, David Fincher put together a movie with great acting, um, great directing. My problem was the I didn't buy it. I didn't buy this whole story. I, and one of the problems I had was with the wife and her motivations. And I think it's very sloppy and lazy writing when you have this character is crazy. Okay, we get that she's crazy. So that means I can write anything I want. She could do whatever she wants because of the motivations. Oh, she's crazy. First, she's a sociopath. Then... Um, she's going to kill herself. Now she's uh, a killer. She And she brutally slit that guy's throat. And it didn't have that build. It didn't have that motivation. It didn't. I didn't buy it because you can't use that as an excuse for a character motivation. Somebody's crazy. That doesn't mean they can do whatever they want. Even certain mental illnesses have pathologies. Like you could even go back to like a movie like um, um, the Glenn Close movie. Fatal, uh, attraction. fatal attraction. Yeah, when you 101 saw... Dalmatians. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Where she went nuts. She went yeah. ape shit on those dogs. Albert Knobs. Again, again cr- <laughs> <laughs> those are all great examples. They are. <laughs> like, even Cruella DeVille, you knew, oh, she wants those puppies. And she's going to get worse and worse. God, how did we not uh, do yeah, an yeah. Albert Knobs spoiler <laughs> It's not too late. Fans have been screaming <laughs> for it. Better to do a show um, that all four of us love. Yeah. <laughs> But Fatal Attraction is a great example of how, okay, well, I think she's crazy. But then it builds. It actually builds tension because you're like, okay, I could see her slowly and gradually going over the edge. But it's all in the same direction. It doesn't go random places. Like, I'm going to make my husband pay because I'm trapped in a loveless marriage. Now I'm going to live with hillbillies. Now I'm going to kill myself. Now I'm going to slit my old lover's throat and come back to the guy that I was originally going to frame for my murder. <laughs> so I, it didn't, I didn't buy it. Uh-huh. I didn't buy it all. So that's, that's where it kind of fell apart for me, the movie. And I'm usually 100% with you on these, like, just character logic. And I need, I need to believe that a character will do that. And I don't know why for this one, maybe it's because I kind of knew how heightened everything was from what my girlfriend right. told me that I understood that this was like a pulpy ride and especially after seeing uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo yes. I know now that Fincher he, he likes titillating kind of dark twisted things and that sometimes they're just for a fun ride and so it was strange. I never even really questioned that. I just was like, take me away. We saw you it. You suspended like, disbelief uh, yeah, and I you did. went with it. Yeah. And it was like mm-hmm. 10 at night when we saw it with, with a friend for his birthday. It's, and it well, really, That's a two and a two hour and like yeah. 40 yeah, minute yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. this is rare for me. I, I truly did sus- suspend my disbelief and just went, take me. I'm not going to criticize it. I just want to be entertained. So, and, Mark, what yeah. did you? Uh, well, I. Full disclosure, I had not seen a movie in the theater. I saw the Captain America Winter Soldier and then this. Is the next movie? I just hadn't seen anything. You saw a double feature? Uh, no. <laughs> yes, no, so I didn't know anything. What driving are you going <laughs> yeah. to? Uh, I love David Fincher's movies, and uh, I had not heard a thing about this thing. I mean, we, my wife and I, really tried to avoid hearing nice. anything about it, and so 
I felt almost the same way that I felt when I left the game, when I saw the game in the theater, of just like, oh, that was fun. Now, that one I couldn't enjoy for the same reason. <laughs> I, I don't know But why. I That's saw yet. the game pretty quickly thereafter because I that was, you know, so like 98 mm-hmm. maybe I think yeah. that came out. And you saw that before Captain I saw America. That. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that opening day and was just blown away. And, mm-hmm. and so every 14 years you see a movie. <laughs> yes. That's what you're, no, this year's been a weird one. I just said uh, got a lot going on. But anyway, uh, seeing the game the second time, I saw the gaping holes in it. Yeah. And then this one after, my point, my thing wasn't necessarily. The game, by the way, David Fincher directed it in 1997. It's 97, okay. This one for me was her falling in with the hillbilly pair. I that's where I went. Uh-uh. That why would she do that? But she it doesn't wasn't make, really though. I mean No, I know, but kinda... I I feel like she's so calculating. My problem a lot of times with these movies is you have this hyper intelligent villain who makes all these plans and like every note of her the diary, the uh, the credit card charges, all that shit with Affleck that she just fucks him over. She would have figured out a way to hide suddenly, out on a yacht. Yeah, it's like <laughs> why would you make eye contact with another human being if you were trying to get away. I guess, like, maybe that was the flaw of, like, I don't know what she's trying to get away with, necessarily. If she's just trying to watch from a distance that is interesting, his life if she, if fall she, apart. Right? Ultimately, yeah. she wanted him to go to death row. And was she... Do we know if she was really going to kill herself? Was that... Because it had a question mark on the little sticker that she put on her calendar. On the calendar, yeah. And you would think, if she's thinking, I may actually kill myself, wouldn't she spend her last days in luxury? And Well, this so then my wife brought this up, which I thought was actually kind of brought me back into going, oh, this actually makes more sense. Uh, she, got, she got done by real criminals. Like... Right. Crime was a fantasy for her. It's how she spent, she whiled away hours and hours of her days while Ben Affleck's playing video games right, or right. What, doing whatever he does. She's like, how can I do, do this perfect crime? And then she meets actual real criminals right. who are like, oh, you have something I want? I'm taking it from you and I'm vanishing. Like they right. do it better than she uh, could and have, simple. and they make the comment too, like you know, there's worse people than us. You're lucky you ran into, yeah, us. yeah. And then I feel like she almost goes back into the like, oh, I'll do another elaborate ruse thing with this guy who has all this money. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess like maybe that's giving the movie a little too much credit, but I, 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 I loved it. I really had a good time, and I'm, I would be scared to see it again because I feel like I would <laughs> probably go like, oh yeah, she. I, I didn't love her going back. I didn't really understand. That was the that. thing for me, like th- that I loved everything up until that point. Slitting the throat, I was like, man, I don't know. But I was like, okay. It was a hell of a scene. Regardless, it was a, it was a hell of a scene. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was fucking yeah. unbelievable. And 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 I was I actually was okay with that because, you know, again, I'm no expert, but from my, you know watching of cop shows and reality cop 48 hour dramas that um these types of criminals it does build they start with a little thing they start with beating someone up or kicking a it's cat like plastic surgery yeah, yeah exactly. more and more exactly. <laughs> your analogies are spot on this is it's the amazing. plastic surgery of crime yes, yes. it's just a little botox and then before it's like you getting know. a tattoo yeah you yeah. can't just get one, one. And then you, you have a sleeve yeah. and yeah. then you're and then you're slitting guys throats right um so that's what we're saying folks tattoos make you murderers is that okay we can make that statement um no, because the fact that when you find out how she diabolically framed that boyfriend from 10, 15 years ago for rape, 
And he was just like, I don't want to have fucking anything to do with this. Um, I could at least go, all right. She isn't just like a scorned woman who suddenly becomes a yeah. sociopath. Mm-hmm. Like there's been a history and it and it builds like serial killers, serial rapists. It always the first murders kind of out of rage and something sloppy and they don't know what they're doing. And then it becomes more methodical and more acting out and all this stuff. So I was able to sort of like, OK, and they never went into any sort of explanation of, well, she was, you know, tortured as a kid or she was abused or something like that to explain it which i was like whatever what what the the one place that i didn't like at the end was she comes back and all of the sudden every male cop is the dumbest guy ever (laughs) who just like well we're not asking questions you know and and when you know when he oh when, she looks tired we she, should stop yeah 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 she's tired and they're all like <laughs> yes. looking at the female cop like, like oh, what are you why are you riding leave her? her alone she's, she's cute yeah like mm-hmm. there's not one guy cop in there who's a hardened it's grizzled not even all cops it's like FBI it's, yes it's, it's, none of those guys are like hardcore detectives who are gonna be like what the fuck yeah. like they deal with liars all day mm. and they're not gonna ask and questions. sociopaths and all day. sociopaths all day and that's the thing where. And again, the rich guy has no history of tying people up and torturing them. And he has no premeditated, like they look for that stuff. Like there's, they would look for the build. He used to, he's abused three girlfriends prior to that. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's where I kind of went. But admittedly, I will say this. I was already so into it. And I do love David Fincher so much that I was like, yeah, they should probably iron out that cop thing. And then I was just like, I mean, <laughs> like this is how I feel. Cause I, um, usually I get my least favorite thing is when writers reverse engineer something for effect. So they sloppily put together a plot to achieve whatever emotional effect that they want for a film. Unless it's done so well that you don't care. And I thought this movie was exactly that. Like, there's obviously going to be plot holes if you look for it. Because no scheme that complicated could work that perfectly. Right. But the emotional impact and fun of the movie honestly made me just go, I don't care. Same kind of thing. Like, eh. It's just it's like let, what you said with the game. When you brought up the game, I totally forgot that. And I was like, I even forgot Fincher made it. And I was like. No, I really like That's That's funny. I, I bought the game. I love too. the game. Yeah. I love <laughs> the game front to back. And it's the kind of movie that I've seen it on cable and watch parts of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like. I don't know if it holds up now. I haven't but, seen it in a long time. I'll, I'll tell you, I've seen it again. And, and it, it has a real wait a minute quality to it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. Now with more, wait a minute. Well, it just it, 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 it reeks of of stuff. Like there's a, I think the real light bulb went off for me when he's in a car and they fire a machine gun at the car, right? And squibs must go off in the car. Oh yeah. So it's like okay, well you had squibs preloaded in the car he was in, but yeah, you didn't know he was going to get in this car. There were there were there. There's a lot of that. There's that a lot of like exists on your first time viewing, right? That's, they, yeah. Right. And when you go back, they, you go like, wait, why did? How did they know? There's just a lot of how did they know? Right. And then I guess you know they sort of sort of tip their hat to it when uh, Sean Penn is signing the big thick receipt. Yeah. Right. And he's like, "This is the bill," and it's. 400 pages yeah. and and they, that's all the detail that they've gone through yeah so. michael douglas goes oh, let me help you with that because you're like they just let your imagination run wild with how much this cost like right but all the i just go into logistics of the, i just don't think they could have yeah. planned. <laughs> how did how did no one call the actual cops 
And let, right. you know, it just it balloons out into mm-hmm. too too much, like a Dan Brown novel. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> but this, I didn't feel this did necessarily. Mm-hmm. It did a pretty decent job of covering its tracks. You just can't dig too deep. Well, you know, I'm gonna mention a couple of things I did like about the movie, even though I didn't kind of buy it all the way. The thing I loved, uh, uh, there's a couple of things I really loved too. I love the setup. I thought just the whole it's setup so of great. like, you have these characters, I wish I you don't know what's going to happen. That. And, um, <laughs> the, uh, the woman's gone. He literally comes home. He's not sure what happened. It looks like the crime scene's kind of staged and, that mystery is so compelling. And I was like, oh, my God, I wonder, is she alive? And is why she is dead? he not more upset? Yeah, why is he yeah. not more upset? Like, that whole mystery, the way it was going to, the pre, the pretext of how it was going to unfold was almost more exciting to me than how it actually unfolded. Yeah. And that's that's a tough thing, man. When you have such an amazing setup like that, to, to have a follow-through. The other thing I, I, I did like is that this movie... I can't speak to the book, but this movie was a parade of sociopaths, <laughs> which I found absolutely fascinating. It wasn't just the wife. I mean, yeah. he he was a sociopath too. Ben Affleck was. When, <laughs> Wait a minute. He when he, uh, when you look at like uh, you know he didn't care. She was gone. He was still you know having sex with that. Yeah. Um, you know that little. Well, uh, I think that, it's that, a sociopath. Yeah. <laughs> maybe a guy's not the greatest husband. In the but uh, <laughs> but no, but you could see like even everything he did was calculated. It was it was deliberate in the film. You could tell because everything. That he did and his motivations, there was very little emotional response to it. And that was definitely Fincher making a point about different types of sociopaths. Mm -hmm. Because then you also have the talk show hosts who were clearly sociopaths, especially the Nancy Grace one. That was absolutely hilarious. Because you have to be to have a show like that where you have literally zero empathy for anybody on the planet. Um, so when you when you put it, it was like almost he was showing like a portrait of like, here's uh, a horrible sociopath. Here's one that's a little different. All the way to Tyler Perry's lawyer figure. Like when he goes on TV, he pretends to be this, you know, you know, ah, shucks kind of lawyer. Well, I care for the little guy. And really he's in a giant uh, office making millions of yeah. dollars. And really that's a show too. Everything is like a, the emotion is all a show for the camera. Uh, regardless of which character was showing it, the only genuine characters were um, was the police officers. But isn't sociopath a little strong term, like for for Ben Affleck's character? I mean, like an emotionally dead guy, a guy who, I mean, just you well, know, I'm, his marriage I, isn't great, but sociopath. I think, well, I think it was showing different um, levels of emotional detachment. And okay. a lack of empathy. Yeah, I think when she was gone, he exhibited a little sociopathic right, behavior. Right, right. Just not seeming very concerned. Right, right. I read a thing. But then you find out he's relieved. Sorry. I read a so, thing about that. Oh, yeah. He he based that on Scott Peterson. There you go. Really? Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Ben Affleck. Affleck, Affleck watched a bunch of uh, Scott Peterson trial because that, I, I don't, I'm not as familiar with that, but it, I think he did it. Scott Peterson did it, yeah. Yeah, but he appeared remorseless and and cold and emotionless in all these interviews and press conferences. He seemed almost the way that Ben Affleck in this is just sort of like, I'll go and, and talk at a thing. I'll 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 help however I can. I don't know how I can because what the fuck happened? I didn't right. do any of it. Like I guess like for me I really responded to once the twist is on and that brilliant sequence of her describing here's how I did all this stuff. That was fucking great. Then, then suddenly, I'm re- trying to remember the first act of the movie where he finds the table flipped like, over. What did I see? And what he's do like, I remember? Well, I didn't. Yeah. 
and he, you know, he's telling the cops, like, I didn't flip this over, and you don't mm-hmm. know if you can believe him or not. And he, her I think he played it sudden, suddenly, like, at when the act break happens, and he's all the stuff he's done, and he's you realize, oh, he's telling, he's told the truth about all of this, right? And he played it really well, like, he played it in a way of just like, I just want to find her, I don't know what's happening, yeah, even like, and the whole time you believe he did it. Until you know that he didn't, because there, ever, you know, there was a lot of lying going on in this film, and David Fincher also made the point that even when Ben Affleck was telling the truth, you kind of didn't believe him, you know, which was also really interesting. Well, that's too. the thing that I that, that I that I liked, and again, I I don't know, I would use the term sociopathic, but I would say that I liked because it was definitely an indictment about the media. And I thought they handled that really well. Here's a guy who, especially now knowing he didn't do it. So he wasn't showing no emotion because he knew his wife was dead. He was just a guy that's kind of shut off emotionally. And maybe there's a part of him going, well, at least now my marriage. I mean, I mean, is he a sociopath or is he just a guy that's like, well, my wife's going, at least now I can be with the young girl with the big titties or something. (laughs) You have to be to not feel any yeah right, uh, with a complete lack of empathy i think yeah. that's but, uh, what he that, was that's, showing that's the thing though is to me what i was getting from that was more of the indictment of the media in the sense that here's a guy who doesn't show a lot of emotion no matter what and so see i had a different interpretation of that that's well, be, interesting well look at the well look at the selfie with the girl he he just he just reacted how you would like when you take a thousand selfies you just smile and you're not and he's so out of it because what the fuck I don't know where my wife is and if they do find my girlfriend I'm going to look even more guilty than I do and then like the photo he takes in front of at the at the big press conference where he just yeah and they're here to tell him to smile and they and they go smile and he goes and he just does it because he's he's yeah. never been in, he's never been a he's a regular person who's never had to do a press conference or anything like that. And so how is he supposed to act? I, I think because, there's a part of that, but I still I still think it's showing deadened emotion and towards sociopathic behavior. I don't Maybe know, but not why, a why full... Would they, why, would they, why would they... It doesn't make sense to me, though. Why would they then make it so much about the Nancy Grace character and how wrong she was, how the selfie photo was so clearly this crazy woman... And they get a hold of that, and they're like, see, he doesn't care. And they show us, the audience, how that took place. Sure. Which was, he wasn't like trying to make time with this girl while he's looking for it, his wife. It could be both. I mean, I'm not saying it's one or the other. Right. I think it. I think it's a little bit of each. What was your guys' experience when the twist came that she's not dead? Because I knew all along she wasn't dead, and I'm... I don't even think of that as a twist because I knew that going in. So you know it what? It, it caught me off guard in there. a good way, yeah. but what surprised me a little bit is how early you knew. Yeah. Like uh, it took yeah, me you... a little. It took me a little while to adjust. I'm like, wait, is this a flashback? Is this going on now? Is this a fantasy? Because some of the stuff was like he said, she said. Did this mm-hmm. really happen? Didn't it? And um, once I adjusted to it, it was like, okay, well, this is where the movie's going. I'm surprised I know so soon. I like and that. now where it's going to go. Now where's it going to go? I love the he said, she said thing about probably him pushing her in the yes. beginning didn't happen. But then mm-hmm. he pushes her at the end and it definitely does happen. Yeah. Uh-huh. Crazy, self-fulfilling. It's very calculated. That's the other thing. Uh, um, you know, I got, I got the metaphors, too, about 
marriage being a prison and trapped in it, how you kick, especially <laughs> yeah. at the end. I'm like, that's a little heavy handed uh, on the uh, on the marriage metaphor. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like now I literally can't get out of this marriage and I'm trapped in this house with a uh, killer. Yeah. <laughs> so I was now a what do I do? To go home with my girlfriend. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she told you about the I, I think that was the thing for me, the very end of the film. She gets away with it. She literally gets away with murder. And Thanks to the uh, cadre of dumb cops yeah. and federal officers. They were real idiots. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really dumb. And then he's just like, no, uh, no way out. And is just like, well, this is what I'm going to do. That was the only part for me where I was like, yeah, me too. I was Come like, on. are you really going to surrender? She wins. But that's how the book ends too? Uh, apparently, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, was, I will admit I was a bit confused at the end. So she used his fertility sample to get pregnant yeah. with his baby. So the baby right. is he, his. He is staying. Yeah, it's his baby. He's staying out of duty for the child. And that's where that did get a little convoluted. Like, wait, I I thought thought it was Patrick Harris's baby. No, I did too. It wasn't because he mentions that he had gone to store samples, and then that's when I'm fertility test. Well, maybe he isn't a sociopath then, if he really cares about this baby. So it's interesting where they kind of pick and choose that a little bit. Now um, that was a little convoluted at the end because I was like, "Wait, is she really pregnant, or is it?" uh, Yeah, she faked the pregnancy before. Now is she she really pregnant? I'm with you. I thought I thought for a second it was maybe it's Neil Patrick Harris's baby, like happy accident, quote unquote. Right. I got pregnant during the murder I committed. I slipped through a little too late. That's what I thought. In fact, I said that outside of the movie. I said, "Well, well, all they have to do is do a DNA test or blood test on the baby." And Amanda told me, "No, it was from." They cover it in the movie very briefly that he had donated. Well, he even says oh, it at the yeah. end, and he says, yeah. I asked for that all to be destroyed oh, or something right, like yeah. that. And then she does like a, uh-uh-uh. <laughs> Not really. Uh, but, <laughs> oh, no, you did. <laughs> that was on the cutting room floor. But there was, I, I do remember, it, but it, it's quick. It's super, it's very fast. And yeah. so I, I was left it's pretty little, important information. Yeah. I had the same reaction of why wouldn't they just do a paternity test and then he can spill all the beans no it's his child and that's why he stays that's how it ends probably to protect the child from her yeah, i mean it could be yeah oh. yeah there's no way there i was sitting there thinking there's no way you're gonna be able to sleep in that house Mm-mm. with that like those scenes where he's sleeping alone i'm like this is horrifying i agree yeah, yeah. i felt like i did when I was a kid watching a horror movie. I was yeah, in, like, I was tense. And when a when a murderer says to you, "I would never hurt you," yeah, do you believe it? Yeah, <laughs> I love the uh, woman who came home covered in blood that yeah. she spilled. Yeah, <laughs> I love the reversal that he's huge. He's playing Batman for Christ's sake. I know, and we're afraid of this tiny woman like that. That's why I love the movie. It was able to pull that reversal and really be effective that i'm and she was so good and she really looked crazy she was amazing like i I, let's we should we should get into the performances because she starts out when they're doing the whole perfect marriage everything's great i was like wow she's she would be a great girlfriend and wife and then the when she plays starts getting into the sociopath holy shit man (laughs) it is terrifying and that scene she smacks herself in the face with a hammer. Oh my god! Yeah, to look like she's been beaten up, but then, but then, you know, you made the great point, Mark, of the 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 hillbilly grifters. That one woman goes, "I know you've never really been hit." 
Because yeah. she knows that hillbilly yeah. girl knows what it's like to yeah. get smacked around, and mm-hmm. she's probably beating people, and she can tell. And that was like, that was crazy and scary in the sense that you know how crazy Rosamund Pike is. But these hillbillies are worse. Yeah. Like, God damn, what the fuck are they doing? Or at least they're honest about it. You right. Know? They're yeah. straightforward. They wear it on their sleeve. Her yeah. journey is is pretty incredible in that there's also the whole thing about her being the subject of a children's book series that none of it was true. It's right. I mean, that's probably the birth of her. Yeah, that's she's a great the failure, mm-hmm. failure version of this child that her parents love, but it's a fictional child. And, and right. so there's all this fantasy reality split, and then she's in this fantasy world in the city with Ben Affleck, who's not really who he... I mean, he's an aspiring writer but he's not the big six-figure writer and then he loses yeah. his job and he sits and then, on the couch so then they go into isolation so that that was fantasy world in new york it's an isolation world in missouri where she has nothing to do but let her mind create this scenario and like i said when she goes and she's staying at that bizarre like cabin motel thing <laughs> and runs in halfway house isn't it i don't know what it, it just was looked, you know what it, it looked like one of those it looks like um a drifter motel well or, or like a campsite yeah yeah, where yeah. there's these sort of just like, like, a, like cabiny things but then huh. like i've seen those out there they're like mm-hmm. campground Hell, i lived in one for two years <laughs> <laughs> but then her seeing that as reality it's just an interesting journey from that fantasy world to isolation to oh shit this like there are parts of the world that are like this yeah and she doesn't know how to operate clearly because she's been in rich person new york right? yeah and then sort of fake rich person missouri yeah and then now and then she she's, loses her she loses her trust fund too yeah well i think that's a good point that that, that really goes so then you know she's rock bottom at that casino, which I just, that's such a good scene for me where she's just doesn't know what to do. And she's trying to turn the change she has left into, I guess, right. I guess her yeah. logic was like, Oh, maybe I'll hit big on a slot machine and I can continue on with whatever my plan was. Yeah. And I got to call Doogie Howser. Yeah. Right. Right. Cause to bring right. me back into that rich life, rich fantasy world again. That's a great point. That actually, to me, when you brought, I forgot about the book thing. I think that to me, at least, helps explain a little more of her like split personality because she was raised by these, you know, career parents who were basically wrote a book to say, you're a disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. We had to create a fictional daughter that does all these great things because you quit. You quit the swim team. Then she lists all the things that she quit. Everything you didn't do, this fictional character has done and done better. Right. Mm -hmm. And they didn't, these parents were these, you know, and that's like, oh. So she's spoke, that makes total sense. And she should have the rich, good-looking husband with the great job. And so when she doesn't, she loses her shit. Yeah. Like yeah, she makes... finds out that he's exactly like her. Yeah. That that fantasy and version of him... cheating on her and yeah. doing the same chin move with the Blurred Lines girl, and that'll, yeah. that'll wreck it. Right, and, and of course, person. it's a younger girl, yeah. and yeah. as she said in the movie, it's got the come-on-me tits, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just like, wow. Yeah. That just that would see now now I'm back on board now she, <laughs> I see why she would slit Doogie Hauser's throat. I guess it's it's that's a really neat journey. It's the return back to the relationship that, and I guess you know you were touching on the media stuff, which is important too because I think and they they're maybe too. they're maybe so concerned about 
public perception of themselves that, you know, I would just think uh, four months later, he could just say, we couldn't handle the reunion and we're getting a divorce. I don't know. Right. Like, I just feel like it isn't over when she comes he back. He can't right. because she won't let him. Not because he, I think he, in a heartbeat, would go to the media and say, this is all a lie, as long as he had proof. But he, I think he knows she's going to outfox him. And he's trapped because, well, he also wants to be there for his child. But she'll do anything. She would literally not, yeah. do anything to have him in this great marriage. Well, I loved when they put the mistress up on TV and this, like, she was all buttoned up yeah, like a yeah. Mormon. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was that hilarious. Was um, I think, too, I wanted to talk about um, the sister who played Ben Affleck's sister. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was just, she was like, to me, the one. Um, Carrie Coon. Carrie Coon. Um, well, she was the conscience. She was, yeah, she was the one like voice of reason through the whole movie. Like right. when the mistress leaves and he comes back to the house and she goes, "What, what the, the fuck, fuck yeah. are you doing?" Like, yeah. wasn't I could be wrong about this? Wasn't there something even in the end where even she was like breaking down and it was more about her at one point? Well, when they were going after her too, like when they arrested her and it was stuff in her shed. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, yeah she be became wrong. more and more involved, even though she didn't want to be. Yeah, and I thought that was it. Like there was when she didn't stop believing Ben Affleck, and then when she finally realizes, oh, that he was telling the truth, that he didn't kill her. And I thought that was a great scene where she was like apologizing. He goes, "Hey, I don't blame you. I would have thought the same thing." And I don't know, just the way they handled that, the way, and she didn't like his wife. But in a very believable sister way. Sure. Like I bought that. I bought yeah, that. Yeah. I bought everything about her yes. and their relationship. The only mm-hmm. thing I really had trouble buying was when the mistress... When she was pouring drinks. She didn't look like a bartender. <laughs> <Steak> bartender. <laughs> it's a lie. No, didn't buy it at all. Uh, in the book, <laughs> she poured him uh, far more efficiently. When the mistress came over when he was staying at his sister's house, and, I mean, he was he was trying to fight her off, but, like, in that situation, you would absolutely be, no, go away. This cannot happen right now. Like, the heat is on. I, you know, he, he's not going to have sex with her at that point, I don't think. And let her stay the night in. I guess they went a ways to, to fix it, too, because didn't they say the sister was on Benadryl or something like that? But that felt a little like the author. Going, I slipped my, I slipped my uh, sister a roofie. We have all night. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. At that, I, I, I'm on the fence with that. One. Really? In the sense that, um, uh, first of all, look at them titties. Uh, no, <laughs> come on, murderer. No, yeah, brother, yeah. come on now. I'd exhibit A, hello, <laughs> and B, yeah, and double D. Yeah, you guys were just guys, uh, <laughs> and there are four of us right now. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, his character is kind of does some stupid crap. I guess so. Yeah. And wouldn't you believe like? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've I had know. a friend that would have pulled that. Yeah, yeah. don't you know? So we all know yeah. some guy. You're like Mark McConville. What? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. I'm in the middle of an affair. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm gonna get a diet Dr Pepper. Oh wow! Look at that. <laughs> no, but that's what I thought. To me, to me, like that's the thing I really liked was. Again, his stupidity and then how the media and everyone in the neighborhood... Just jumped on it and manipulated it. Jumped on it and manipulated it. And I thought, well, this is accurate. Nice, delicious soft drink. (laughs) 
I wish they were a sponsor. Um, but they're not. So we'll cut out their name. <laughs> but that's the thing I, I did like, and that to me was a little believable because I was like, he's bumbling. He doesn't know what the fuck to do. Yeah. And there is no, I mean... And that affair was had been going on for a long time. Well, that was, yeah. And then we find out later that was the impetus for her, like, staging this whole thing yeah. because he sees his husband with the younger woman. Right. Doing the same doing thing the that he did. To, yeah. uh, Guys, to, you've to charmed do... me. I'm back on board. <laughs> uh, We're he, just I, convincing each other to come back to different places. I'm the holdout. I don't know how everyone <laughs> feels about Ben Affleck as an actor. I... I've never had a problem. People with ben have. Pro- I hear yeah. people having problems with him, and I, I never really have. If you don't have uh, a problem with Ben Affleck as an actor, you haven't seen all his films. That's <laughs> but, probably but true. I, you should I, have. Yeah. You should. But you know what? I think you should stop having a problem with Ben Affleck, anybody, because he's proven when he's making, you know, Jiggly and those other dumb movies from 10, 15 years ago. But look at his record now. Sure. Yeah. The last... Is, it, is he just making... I think at a time he was making bad choices, but was he really bad in those films? I don't know. Some of them he was bad. I think it was a combination of horrible choices... And young and experienced actor. It yeah. It always mm-hmm. felt like some, but somehow he, like society was jealous of him. And <laughs> scorning him but he, I'll tell you, he he's one of those few guys that literally reinvented himself, rebooted, and came back... Um, stronger than ever, and completely rebranded himself yeah. uh, in an amazing way, not only as an actor, but as a director. So yeah. I'm completely on board I'm with a, Ben Affleck, except yeah. for his Batman. Still, Other than right. <laughs> and having not even seen it, you're, you're just not on board. I'm not on board with him as wow. Batman. I am. No. I'm, I'm, I'm so... And, but not because of Ben Affleck, because Zack Snyder directed. Yeah, well, yeah. that's a different story. I'm with you there. <laughs> <laughs> but Can I think we, Ben Affleck will look bad in the movie because of Zack Snyder. Oh. Which, but that, that goes to my, my point, though. It's not his fault. I agree. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. You could maybe you could maybe slight him on his early acting choice, but again, he's 27 or 28. Yeah. He just won an Oscar. Everything's thrown at him. What the fuck? But it wasn't just his his bad acting choices too. It was the way he was like super saturated in the media mm-hmm. yeah. with Jennifer Lopez's boyfriend, yeah. and she was in he was in her music videos. Yeah. It was like that kind of turn. I'm like, ah, we're all I'm sick of this sick guy. Of, exactly, we're and all it, sick it of this guy. It didn't help that he came up with Matt Damon and Matt Damon really kind of took a flawless career path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. We're being compared. There's that as well. Yeah, that, there's yeah. that as well. But now, <laughs> this this incarnation of him, I'm on board, which is why I really... Had it been in the hands of a of a less competent actor, I would have I would have jumped ship in the, uh, midway through this film. He was I think. perfect casting. He was. He was, he was very good in this film. Everything, yeah. and even per- for his state, because you needed a guy yeah. that tall and that good looking to to who isn't a go getter. Yeah, to help motivate her to be so furious about this, not not having her fantasy life. Yeah, and he plays it. For, you know, Fincher films. A lot of them have that sort of what the fuck yeah. is going on quality to them and he plays you i related to him a lot because i feel like he played a very subtle what the fuck is going on like i i am not sure what any of this is where's the truth here you know there's so like you're saying there's everybody's a lot of deception in this film but such a great setup i bought him as a guy who just had made a lot of dumb idiot mistakes having this affair losing his job and then just becoming Getting you know, by not really caring. Yeah, sitting on the couch, know, trying this bar thing, but you know, right. clearly that bar. Leaving myself wanting more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I really identified with his. I just want to set this record straight. Yeah, and I also think uh, Kim Dickens is 
awesome in this movie. She's the investigator. Oh, She's man. the police. Oh yeah, she did great. She Johnny did great. Stubbs chapter. from Deadwood. Saracen's mom from Friday Night Lights. Which was she yeah. in Deadwood? Who was Joni she? Joni Stubbs, the Bella Union head. Horror that then kind of strikes out on her own. Oh my god, I forgot about she's, that. Uh, she's yeah. also in Lost. Yeah, that's right. Everyone. Was I think in Lost. she's in Lost. I think yeah. for a while. Anyway, she's been in Sons of Anarchy. Uh, yeah, she's, uh, you know, the Footloose reboot. Oh, as soon as you see her, I'm like, oh yeah, Harry she looks lead. familiar. Where did I but, see her from? No, it's yeah. it's Friday Night Lights to me. That's where she came. Yeah, Saracen's mm-hmm. mom comes back. Uh, she had bailed on him. Yeah, I didn't see that. She's oh. in Treme too, right? Yeah, she's in Treme. But the scenes that she has with Ben Affleck, I feel like for an observer of this film, is I feel like they are trying so hard to get to the bottom of this thing. That's what makes the twist so effective for me. When you find out. Here's what's really going on. You just go like, holy shit, they would never figure it out. Yeah, and there right. was a point, you know? a point when she said, look, this is all, we need a body. Yeah. We get to make this case work. We, we, need, we have to find a body. Yeah, when she finally is back, she's on his side. She's and- so objective. She's just yeah. like, I'm going to gather the evidence. I'm going to try to find out the facts. Even when her partner... Is, I had him guilty from the start. Yeah, who's like, yeah. Uh, and then even at the end, the partner, when Ben Affleck goes, isn't anyone asking? And he goes, Ugh. like the partner mm-hmm. is just, I didn't like that. Was the one character I just felt, yeah. Like, is he that a little two dimensional? A little two dimensional. Yeah, yeah. She sure. was. She was. You're exactly right. She's such a good investigator. Yeah. Which is why that dumb cop scene at the end. The dumb cop scene at the end makes me so mad. <laughs> she's almost there. I know. Maybe that's why it makes you so mad. Is because she's she's almost she there. Had she had it. Yeah. And it's you know maybe it's a thirty second commentary on sexism in law enforcement. Sure. Because she is the one who's pushing. And then all the guys go, ah, she's, this is America's sweetheart here. Right. She's been through hell. We need to back off. Like, yeah. I would buy. We'll buy anything she says right now. I <laughs> yeah. would buy. I would buy a politician, police chief, climber guy going, it's America's sweetheart. Let it go. But every yeah, every right, guy right. cop from Someone, every agency yeah, yeah. on the eastern seaboard yeah. going, all right, yeah. she's Someone adorable. How could she have done yeah. it? You know, yeah. like I, I, that I could get. You know, some, but I don't know. I also thought this was maybe one of the like uh, least obviously directed Fincher films. He didn't tack his style on it too much. It seemed pretty restrained for him. I guess because the plot itself is so crazy that you know like it, it didn't have all those fincherisms that i kind of he just did it he just did it in in the way he you know more his, subdued it's more subdued his yeah. color saturation I, I my memory of the movie is that it's black and white interesting wow yeah just because that was the kind of darkness of it but <sighs> then it but it but it you're right. It wasn't. It wasn't like big David Fincher film. Like I Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, which I love, and and that was bold of him to do that because that's a tough film to remake an amazing movie. <laughs> I just know? watched yeah. that recently. I really liked it. Yeah, I liked it better the second. The time. books are fantastic. I watched the, books the are Swedish amazing. films too. Mm-hmm. Swedish. The Swedish. Yeah, films? yeah, yeah. I watched all. Yeah. I watched those too. Yeah, and. Even so, I knew. The I don't story. know if there's going to be another one. I don't know if there's going to be another American film, though. I mean, it's hard it too because like the second and third books are like one story, so it's really yeah, hard they, to they, put together. It gets strange, like uh, more mafia related with the dad and everything. Yeah, right? it, yeah. yeah, yeah. It does, and it, but it just there's so many tangents mm. in those books. Yeah. You're like, well, what's how are we going to make two more movies? This yeah, is really definitely the best. The, it's like uh, you you could only make two movies if you're going strict 
story structure on the scripts because yeah. the first book you can have a whole movie second and third books it's like two halves of one story yeah that's hmm. like empire and jedi are kind of that way but you, <laughs> you knew that it was coming back so you, know, you just wait three years uh i might be a total asshole but i could uh i could see david fincher and trent reznor going their separate ways after this one that was one of my i really really liked this movie I couldn't get away from the the, the social network similarities. Oh, but when she stabbed him, that score I thought was so. It's really well done. It's just for me. I don't know who could have done a better job, but I just went Danny Elfman. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> the only other person who does scoring for films. Uh, that's it. <laughs> no, I. It was great. It was great. I just felt like you guys have worked together, and it yeah. feels the same yeah I, I can't describe it other than it felt like huh. i feel like he might have even recycled music from the first from social network even though he didn't interesting but yeah that is great that the the throat slicing is is awesome Oof. but there are other moments in the film where i went i was more scared is... with him back in the house with her than the throat slicing when she comes oh. back and he's sleeping in a different bedroom. Oh, me too. I was yeah. more scared then because well, that's I, when actually the tension ratchets up too, because you don't know what's going to happen. I yeah. mean, once you see a murder, okay, well, it's done. But like, if you don't know, like, is she going to kill him or not? Yeah, and, and I didn't see her killing Doogie coming. I just thought she was up no. To either did I. I just I figured she was going to you know when she's like, let's have sex. I was like, oh, she's going to frame him for. But then her she did a little performance in front of the camera with the, uh, with the blood and yeah. there was that stuff too. Yeah. But it was, yeah. But wouldn't they, wouldn't yeah, they find they, the they'd security find other tapes, tapes of them just sitting there having wine and talking in front of the fireplace? Yes, of course they would. <laughs> yeah, that's another problem I had. Yeah. But I guess not with the fucking detective Dumbo's. Yeah. Just like, well, wasn't it? What are security the, tapes? We'll erase all of it. Oh, right. Yeah, because in her words, she was held hostage the whole time, right? Yeah. Yeah, but wasn't she eating flan or something? Yeah, they come over there and they're sitting on the couch watching the news story. I think they cover that too. They show the cameras and everything's like outside, pointing outside. Maybe that's why she went to that one that was in the window. Like I don't know. And there's that one scene where she he comes home and she's messing with it. So I guess you could make the deduction that oh oh maybe she erased him. I don't know. Fuck, really. Uh, I also I think, know. too, you've been sitting there watching this thing for almost two and a half hours when they finally are back in the house together, the scary stuff you're talking about. Right. And so for me, I just felt, oh, we're going to get one last yeah. violent episode right. here before, before this her, thing uh, ends. Before credits. And you don't get it. And there's a little – it's pretty eerie, too. It is. And it, I mean, because I walked out of the theater like – Kind of like, what the fuck did I just was see? Was everything in black and white? When you walked out of the <laughs> yes, the whole... Could you smell toast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I had a Fincher stroke. Uh, they're out there. So, <laughs> Don't catch a Fincher stroke, guys. Yeah. They're floating around. Wear a mask. A Strincher. <laughs> Ask your doctor if Strincher is right for you. <laughs> it probably isn't. Um, all right. Well, anything else, guys? You want to... I think we covered a fair amount of this film. Overall, though, I have to say I liked it, and yeah. I would recommend people to see it. Oh, definitely. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even with all my nitpickery and dumb cops, oh, yeah. there it's are, still... There's worse out there, for sure. It's gripping. I can't argue with that. There's worse out there. 
Again, I just it just didn't resonate with me, but it's not a bad movie. But at this point, if you've listened to the whole thing, I can't recommend that you do see it because we fucking ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it, I must say, I kind of after doing this show right now, I kind of want to see it. Oh, I do too. Yeah, yeah. I kind of want to go back and go. Was I was I was I right in my nitpicks or or? Well, that cleared up the whole pregnancy thing at the end I, I that still was unclear in my mind yeah. what was going on there yeah so. i think it's uh, yeah i'll definitely probably watch this movie again yeah. on a plane or cable or something like that i doubt you'll see this movie on a plane i hope so or it'll be an edited in a severely edited version i don't know man you get on these planes now and yeah. the international flights oh well the ones with their own screens yeah yeah, yeah you show be able to see it. anything yeah. mm-hmm. full triple x yeah <laughs> 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 You still flying Hustler Airlines? Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure am. Yep. Hustler Air, folks. Always oh. leave him wanting more. <laughs> I fly not a Virgin America. Yeah. <laughs> not at all a Virgin America. Uh, well, thanks, guys, for being on the Thank show. You what are you, uh, where can people find you online, listen to your podcast, tour dates, anything like that? Uh, iTunes, Superego, and then GoSuperEgo.com. Um, We're on Twitter at GoSuperEgo. That's right. And We're on go, Facebook. Yeah. We uh, just put out episode two of our little fourth season, which is a real fun one. And then we have a live episode coming out on the 1st, November 1st. November 1st, 2014 AD. Yeah. And you have two You have two more days. It's going to drop Friday, right? You have two more days to um, watch Super Ego at the LA Podcast. Yes. The live oh. stream. That'll disappear on uh that Sunday so night? Sunday, no, it'll, Sunday night the 19th. Yes, it ends yeah. Sunday night. So if you do lapodfest.com slash live and use coupon code SuperEgo, mm-hmm. you, you save five dollars. How about it? Yeah. Um, we need to add this new tour date. We were going to be doing a Comedy Film Nerds Live in Portland, Oregon, Sunday night, November 2nd. That's coming up, Graham. What? That's in like two, little over two weeks. Wow. Our special guest is going to be Jimmy Pardo. Mm, um, yeah. What? I just did the Never Not Funny podcast and we talked about Gone Girl. Oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Jimmy hasn't been on the show in a while. We're, we're going up to Portland. Do Helium Comedy Club, Sunday, November 2nd. It's sponsored by OpenPrimaries.org. Jimmy is going to be on the show. We're working on another special guest, uh, which we'll announce as soon as they confirm. Another big name, Fancy comic. So, Port- Yeah, we're going to get Ben Affleck there. Uh, he's a big Open Primaries guy. He's a big Open Primaries guy. Uh, so Portland, Oregon. Um, the tickets are on the Helium website. They're on all of our websites. Um, tickets are 15 bucks. Come on out. Sunday, November 2nd at Helium Comedy Club in Portland. And there is only one show, so it probably will fill up quickly. Yeah, so you one show, get that ticket early. 7.30, get your tickets now. Uh, we're going to show the Earbuds trailer. Yes. Uh, which will be fantastic. Um, we'll show some other new trailers. Yes, because we didn't uh, get through as many as we would have liked on uh, at the PodFest At the show. PodFest, no, we're going to show some new trailers. I don't know. Do we show another clip from SWAT versus Devil? Uh, maybe ah, we'll see. <laughs> come on, we might show SWAT versus Devil again, guys. Um, so check that out. Also, uh, I will be headlining at um, Hawaiian Brian's in beautiful Honolulu, Hawaii, December sixth. So that date just got confirmed by our good friend James Monet. Wait, that's almost Pearl Harbor Day. Yep. <laughs> 
in I'm gonna, Hawaii. I'm gonna, yeah. well, that's the show. That's the title of the show, right? <laughs> Almost Pearl Harbor yeah. Day. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what my point is. I'm just saying be careful. You're great with a calendar, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I know my one word, Just too. be careful. Just be <laughs> Japanese <laughs> have been ramping up yeah. for another one. It happened once. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Um, so yeah, December 6th in Honolulu, Hawaii. Sanai, you hear that? It's only seven hour flight from, uh, Tokyo to, uh, Hawaii. Come out for the show. Um, and everybody else in Japan, mm-hmm. Andrea, Andy, Andy come mm-hmm. on out. Um, all right, guys, that is our show. Thank you so much to Matt and Mark from Super Ego. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, that's it, guys. Like us on the Facebook, the and Twitters, the, Twitter. the Twitters at comedy film runs on the Twitters. Um, all right, that's our show. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. As always, remember, Han, Han shot, shot first. first.